Sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we're going to sing one day. We're going to sing one day. If singing is a challenge, and if it's hard for you to do down here, heaven will be hell for you. We're going to sing in heaven, folks. We're going to sing, we're going to sing, we're going to sing, and we're going to sing a little bit more. Because he's worthy. And we're going to sing praises to the most high. The one who brought us through. The one who brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We're going to sing, and we're going to sing a little bit more. In the morning, we're going to sing. In the noontime, we're going to sing. In the evening, we're going to sing. In the nighttime, you know what? Time won't even matter up there. We're just going to sing and praise. Sing and praise. Because you know what? He's worthy. He's worthy of all the great things he has done. Not only just in our lives, but in times before us and the times to come after us. He's worthy. And you know what? It shouldn't be, uh, it shouldn't be an issue about opening your mouth. To praise him today. Amen. You didn't wake yourself up this morning. Amen. Let me say that again. You didn't wake yourself up this morning. Amen. You, might, you might be deceived by that alarm clock. Or that Apple watch and that alarm that, that went off. You said that woke me up. No it did not. God woke you up. Amen. God, God has done the hardest work. That you will ever be tasked with doing today. Amen. He woke you up. Amen. And to prove that it's the hardest work that you will ever be tasked to do or faced to do. You know what? Try waking yourself up. You can't do it. Amen. Because you are not the sustainer of life. Amen. God is the sustainer of life. He Amen. gives life. He makes that determination who's going to wake up, who's going to be here today. And it is God who so chose you to be a part of this beautiful day of his creation today. He should be worth a song. You, you, you beg him and call on him for everything else. I want more money on my job. I want a better car. I want a better house, a bigger house. I want this, that, this, that. He ought to be worth a song for waking you up this morning. He's worthy. And you know what? Whether you sing or not, you're not going to change who he is. Because he know who he is. And we that are of the truth, we know who he is also. Is that all right? Now I will say good morning to you. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. And, and you know, even with the mask on, you know, some of you, you that, that's, to some of you, that's the best thing in the world. Now, how you know I ain't seen you? I can hear. And God knows whether or not you're singing. So don't, don't be trying to figure out how I know. God knows. And if you're singing, it shouldn't be an issue. This morning, our attention will be directed to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. We're talking about the kingdom 
of heaven. The Bible says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. Stop and think about that for a moment. You ever think about going to heaven? Huh? How often? Do you think about going to heaven often? Because if you think about it often, your preparation should show. Jesus said, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. One day we're going to meet the bridegroom, folks. Jesus is coming back for his church. He's coming back. Rest assured. He's coming back. Second Thessalonians chapter one. The Bible says he's coming back with his angels in flame and fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel. And those that have been disobedient shall be forever punished from God's presence. Forever punished from the presence of God. Jesus is coming back. Acts chapter one. As Jesus ascended up into the clouds, the disciples stood there beholding him vanishing into the clouds. And an angel came unto them and said, why stand ye gazing up into the heavens, into the clouds? This same Jesus you see going up. He's coming back one day. He's coming back one day. The only difference he left as your savior. He's coming back as your judge. He left as our savior, but he's coming back as our judge. There won't be any getting ready to be done. There won't be any making ready to be done when he come back. You're supposed to be ready when he come back. And judgment will begin first in the house of God. That's where judgment will first begin. There won't be any, I need to hurry up and get baptized or I need to repent. No, you must be ready. And if you're not ready, you're going to miss out on going home to glory. Verse number two, and five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. The Bible says in verse number three, the foolish ones, they took the lamps. But what good was the lamp without oil? Something else had to be on their mind. What good is the lamp without the oil? But these five foolish were like many people today. They figure I could bomb something from somebody else or I could get something from somebody else or I got time. I will have time to get some oil before it's too late. But it's a reason why they are referred to as foolish. Because of poor preparations. And sad to say there are many Foolish people in our land and country in our world today because of poor preparation. And one of the, the most devastating points 
we find people get caught up in is they think they have time. They figure they have time. But folks, all we have is right now. All we have is right now. People say, well, I'm going to live life to the fullest. And then when I've done some of the things I want to do, regardless of whether it be to please the flesh or whatever it is, then I'll return unto the Lord to serve God. Because it'll be out of my system then. Let me tell you, sin don't ever get out of your system. Sin is always knocking at the door. You could go out and live the, 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 the biggest whoremonger life you could think in, you could ever imagine. And you know what? Sin will still be at the door. Ain't no such thing. I, I, I'll get it out of my system. And then I'll come back and serve God. Well, what if you don't get the chance to come back? Then what? Well, if you die in your sins, Jesus said, where I am, you can't come. So the Bible said, these five foolish virgins, they took lamps, but they had no oil. Verse number five. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. While the bridegroom tarried. They all slumbered and slept. Let me throw this piece at your young folks. And it could go for some older folks too. Don't you be deterred by these worldly folks. Your worldly peers. Who's out there doing anything and everything. Shaking their booty and giving up everything and doing everything. And trying to make you feel like you're missing out on life. See, while the bridegroom is tearing, you just make sure you keep yourself in the frame of mind of being ready. Because death can knock at your door at any moment. You don't have to be sick. You don't have to be bothering anybody. You know what? People are killing people today just for no reason at all. But while the bridegroom tarries, Don't be like these fools out there thinking they have time, thinking they could go out here and live all kind of lives, ungodly living and think that is okay. Keep yourself ready. Keep yourself pure. Keep yourself holy. Keep yourself focused on awaiting the bridegroom. Because rest assured, if he don't come first, death may knock at your door before he returns. But he's coming. And you need to be on top of your game. Because let me tell you something. There have been many, many who have gone out there trying to live what they thought was living the glamorous life. Who have caught things Going through things and still living and going through things. That they wish they could turn back the hands of time. So that they could get rid of what it is they're going to die with. Don't you be tempted. 
Don't you give in to the temptation. Stay ready. Stay ready. The Bible said, while the bridegroom tarried, all ten slumbered and slept. Verse number six, and at midnight, at midnight, I like this. It said midnight. Well, why didn't he come in the middle of the day? Oh, no, no, you don't need a lamp in the daytime. Bible said when you least expect, that's when he's going to show. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom coming. Go ye out to meet him. Oh, there's a problem here already. I may have a lamp. But what good is the lamp if I have no oil? But that's only a problem for five of them. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil. For our lamps are gone out. Lamp ain't going out. You ain't never had nothing to light. You may have had the wick. But the wick needs some oil to soak in. To keep on burning. See, this is how serious it is about going to heaven, folks. I can live the example before you. I can encourage you. But you ain't going to put me in a position for me to miss it. Right. Yeah, it's all about self when it comes to heaven. Yeah. Why should I give you of my oil? I don't know how much oil I may have to use. So why should I end up coming up short because of, because of your poor preparation? I'm not going to miss heaven because of your carelessness, because of your foolishness and your behavior not being concerned about the time being at hand. We're commanded to be ready. The cry came. They heard it. They knew why they slept. They didn't have no oil. But once again, to show poor preparation, while you were sleeping, you should have been gone to get some oil. But no, there were other things that obviously were more important to these five foolish people than awaiting the bridegroom. Right. Because even knowing that they took no oil, they slumbered, they slept. They had time. And like many of us, we slumber and we sleep. We think we have time. And then all of a sudden we hear the cry. Sickness knock at our door. Then all of a sudden, we know the Lord. 
We need him. Verse 8. And the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, not so. Not so. Lest there be not enough for us and you. I don't know how much I'm going to need. But however much I'm going to need, it's going to be for me. God gave you sufficient time. God gave you the same amount of time. He, he made it possible for you to go get some oil just like I got some. He provided a lamp for you just like he did for me. Now because you care more about the affairs of this world. Than being prepared and ready for the bridegroom. Don't come knocking at my door. If I don't make it to heaven, it won't be because of a lack of oil. Go get your own. Listen to what the Bible says. Verse 9, but the wise answer saying, not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy. The bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut. See, that's that's a picture of how we deal with some of the people we know. Giving themselves over to the carnality of their minds and doing the things in the world, living ungodly. And then when things happen to them, now you want to rain on my parade. You want to you steal my joy because you refuse to honor God. With your body. You refuse to honor God. In your service. You refuse to honor God. And everything that he commanded you to do. Just like you heard him. I heard him. I chose to honor him and listen. You chose not to. Because you said. You feel better. Satisfying your flesh. Than keeping yourself. Without spot or blemish. And who wants to live that boring life? Who wants to live that dull life? But then, you know, the doctors tell you. Now you got something you can't get rid of. Right. Oh, we could give you some pills. We could give you some medication that can hide it. But you still got it. You and went out there and contracted some things now that you're going to have a friend to the end. Yeah. You ever think about marrying somebody? You're going to have to tell them what it is you got. Yeah. I would hope you would. Yeah. 
You have gone out and done things now that has affected you and will affect you the rest of your life. You've gone out there and had an abortion after an abortion after an abortion. Because you said it's your body. It's your right. And now you got to live with that. Amen. You got to live with that. No, why, why, why is it you don't want me to be rejoiceful because of what God has done for me? Because you didn't prepare. You care more about serving and having fun in this world than you were and waiting for the bridegroom. Right. See, don't, don't, don't buy this mess, folks. The world, these people in the world trying to tell you you're not living, you're missing out on living a good life. Man, there is no better life than in Christ. Amen. No other lifestyle offer you the safeguards and the protection as it does in Christ. Amen. See, the, the world, the world live by the same standards as dogs. A dog will do anything, anywhere. People in the world, it's my thing and I'll do what I want to do. Where are the safeguards in the world? The world will tell you, you can do whatever you want to do with whoever you want to do it with. Doesn't matter if they're the same sex you are. Doesn't matter if they're little babies or little children. You can sit at home on your computer or on your cell phone and, and stroll through pornography, y'all. The world said it's your thing. But in Christ, you have safeguards that will protect you, that warns you, that encourages you. These are the things you need to stay away from. These are the things that your heavenly father frowned upon. These are the things that can hinder you yeah. from entering into heaven's portal. Yeah. But you know, I understand people don't want to hear it because people say I'm grown. Even our young people say, I don't want to hear it because I know. They've only lived 14 years of life, 15 years, maybe 16. And they'll say, I know. I, just, I would just like to know where you know it from. The Bible says, verse 11, Afterward came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. I know you not. See, some of us... We, we have this concept that God is just going to wait until we finish doing our dirt. He 
His mercy and His grace may extend and allow you to do that. Then again, it may not. Is it worth the gamble? I say not. Because you don't know where death is. You just don't know. Well, I've heard other folks in the church say they live such a way and done this, done this, and then God allowed them. But that was them. What God may have allowed for them, He may not have that for you. And why would you want to test God concerning sin? How crazy would it be to say, Lord, and you know what? We've done it. We've done it. Lord, I, I know what I'm getting ready to do is wrong. Please forgive me. Is that crazy? What? Please forgive. I know what I'm getting ready to do is wrong. Please forgive. So, in other words, Lord, I'm just going to do it anyway. Now, what if God's response is, Yeah, I hear you. You know it's wrong, and you know I know it's wrong. So, you know, I'm just going to kill you on the spot. God isn't going to wait until you decide you're going to finish doing your dirt. God is holy. He's righteous. God calls for us to come out of the world. Not to labor in the world and, and please our flesh. God has called us to come out. Get ready. A day is coming. I'm coming back for you. You need to be ready. I don't need you stumbling around, fumbling around, trying to get ready. You need to be ready. The five that were considered wise, the Bible said they were ready. When the bridegroom came, they entered in. And the door was what? It was shut. They were in. And here come those. Here come those. Let us in. Why weren't you ready? I had to go get some more. Why didn't you have some more? I had some other things in the world to do. Other things in the world more important than waiting for me? Well, I didn't say that, but well, that's how it appears. Yeah. While you slept, you could have went and got some more. Yeah. While you were fumbling around, you could have got some more. Or better yet, at the beginning, you could have done like the other five. You could have brought it with you. What would be your excuse for not making it into heaven? Will it be because 
of the five foolish here? Poor preparation? You know, heaven is a prepared place for prepared people, right? So it, it involves preparations. It involves being ready. It involves keeping an open mind and a, and a, and a right mind on thinking about the right things. You can't allow yourself to be drawn out there saying, well, I'm just going to go out there this one time. Just to see what I'm missing. You may be allowed to go out there that one time and you may die in seeing what you saw. Then what? You said, Lord, let me in. I only went out there one time. Well, only a little leaven leavened the whole lump. It don't take many sins to go to hell. It just takes sin. I encourage you today to get your focus. To check your surrounding. And make sure there is no one or anything that's going to hinder you from being ready. We talked about in Sunday school this morning how the people you hang around can cause you problems because people judge you by association. You're riding in the car. Your homie or your homegirl stop and say, let me run in this store. But she don't tell you she's going in there with a 44 Magnum or 357 and rob the place. Come out smiling with a Coke and take off driving. And now you're wondering why all the state troopers and all the police are chasing you. You're sitting there saying, I haven't done anything. They bump the car, you flip, you turn, and you're wondering why all the guns are pointing at you. I haven't done anything. Yes, you did. You're hanging around the wrong people. You may not have gone in there and robbed that store. But you're guilty by association. An excellent point was brought out in Sunday school. See, that's what you miss in Sunday school. That's what happened. Poor preparation. Sunday school is to help prepare you. So you could come ask questions. So you could get a deeper understanding and a better understanding and everything. But see, oh, why you slumbered. And slept. A good point was made. It said, you know what? You could get a good idea about people you hang around. They're, they're going to always say things to give you a little insight about who they really are and how they really are. You said, well, I never would have thought they would have robbed that store. Yes, you did. Somewhere along the line in a conversation, they probably said something crazy. Man, you know, if I could rob, blah, blah, blah. They, they told you something. You need to be mindful of who you hang around. Because hanging around the wrong people can hinder you. 
Even, even in the worldly sense. You know, sometime on your job, supervisors and, and managers and people are looking at you and you don't know they're watching you, but you hang around the loudest mouth and the biggest fool and the biggest clown on the work site and they say, nah. They don't have, they don't have better sense to hang around somebody like that. They can't represent us. Sometimes you cancel your own promotion. By the people you hang around. You need to start telling these folks, look, man, don't come around me that crazy mess. Go somewhere else. And you can sit there and say all you want. Well, I didn't say it. I didn't do it. You're guilty by association. Evil communication corrupt. Good morning. So check your surroundings. Is there anybody hindering you? You know, sometimes we have family members that's hindering us or they're going to hinder us from making it into heaven. Because they keep preaching to you. We family. As if you're supposed to love them more than you love God. No, Jesus said, you put any of them before me, you ain't worthy of me. I asked a question in Sunday school. In judgment, in the day of judgment, are you going to stand before your mama or Jesus? Are you going to need your your daddy or Jesus to get into heaven? Huh? Are you going to need your granddaddy or your grandmama or Jesus to get into heaven? And I'm hoping that you're wise enough in your understanding to say, I'm going to need Jesus. Well, if you know you're going to need Jesus, don't it make sense you need him now? Because he said, you deny me before men. That Matthew 10, 32, 33. You deny me before men. Now I'm surely going to deny you before my father, which is in heaven. Doesn't it make sense you need him now? Jesus said, look. I understand you have biological relatives. But none of your biological relatives have done what I've done for you. Amen, somebody. I've done more than your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your kindred. I've done more than any of them will ever be able to do for you. And they want to preach unto you. They want to they talk against the body, the family, the spiritual body you're a member of. Oh, you'll do stuff for the church, but you won't do stuff for your own family. Oh, you know you got relatives that upset it. You do stuff. You run up there to that church. You doggone right I run up here. You doggone right I help them. This is my true family. This is 
the only family that matters. Ain't nobody blocking my biological folks from being members of it. They choose not to be members of it. That's on them. But don't you allow them to hinder you and block you from receiving your blessing. Your, your kin folks are talk crazy until Jesus come. They'll talk crazy to you until they they drain you and took all your money until you're broke. And then when you're broke, they'll talk about you because you're broke. Don't you allow anybody to hinder you from making it into heaven. These five foolish virgins, they had the opportunity to be prepared. They chose not to. Anybody that, go, that doesn't make it into heaven, you know what? God didn't send them to hell. They condemned themselves by choosing to love this world and put other things ahead of serving God than having God first in their lives. Now, you may take this, well, you take it any way you want to. I ain't going to feel bad. Man, I got heaven on my mind and I'm too focused on making it to heaven. I ain't got time to be worried about that you make it. I'm working on me. I'm selfish when it comes to this thing called heaven. I I ain't sharing no oil with you. I ain't sharing nothing with you. When that time come, you're young, bro. You're bare. I can't hear you. Matter of fact, I ain't going to be able to do nothing for you anyway. I'm trying to help you now. Got things in your life that ain't right? Repent of it. Get it right. God said, you're willing to repent of it? I'll wipe your slate clean. I'll forgive you. Not only will I forgive you, I'll forget about it. I ain't going to be like your mom. I ain't going to be like your dad. I ain't going to be like your brother or your sister who throws stuff up in your yeah. face. Because you won't, you won't give them no more of your money. Uh-huh. You know how family folks are. You get that church money. Got relatives sit on their butt all day. Don't want to work. Don't want to do nothing but be a parasite of everybody else. And then get mad at you because you won't give them any of your money. And the only thing they can talk about targeting and talking about is you get at church. Daughter, I give because you know what? It's the right thing to do. Check yourself. Check your surroundings. Any people hindering you from being ready? You don't know the day or the hour. Are you ready now? 
Huh? Don't, 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 don't frown all up because I asked you that. Anything can happen to you right now. Are you ready? See, people can write all the lies they want in an obituary. They can write all the lies they want. They can write in poems and everything else. But you know what? People know how you live. But most importantly, God know how you live. I say it all the time. They can release all the doves you want. You, 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 could, you, could, you could bring in a Jennifer Hudson and sing at your funeral. They ain't going to get you no closer to heaven. But you could prepare. And you could be ready. Five made it. Five out of ten. Five out of ten made it. But that five prepared. Have you prepared? Have you given your life to the Lord? Huh? Have you surrendered your total will unto him? Yes or no? You don't want to answer that. You say, well, I've been baptized, but no, I'm not living faithful. Well, start living faithful. You, you made the agreement when you went down in the water. You said, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Based upon that confession that, hey, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to put you first. I'm going to do your will. That's the confession. You went down into that water on. So you're saying you came up a liar? No, I just kind of backslid. Well, get back on track. Amen. Get back on track today. Amen. You're going to sit here today and know you ain't ready? So what would, I, I'm not going to call you that. What would that make you? What's the difference in what you're sitting there thinking and believing and what those five virgins who didn't make it through that door were thinking? What's the difference? I ain't got to call you a fool. You can read it for yourself. But you don't have to be. You don't have to be. That's why God so loved the world and he gave his only begotten son. What did he say? Whosoever believeth in him should not what? But should have what? Everlasting life. God's will is that you be saved. God's will is that you be saved. Not be a fool. Ain't no fools going to heaven. Now some of you can sit there and get attitude and get mad. And say you, you need to be careful. You're up there calling people fools. No. You're calling yourself what's written. And you, and if you see yourself as a fool, repent, and then you don't have to be a fool anymore. Amen. Isn't that simple? Yes. If I've known all your life, you've been stealing. I said, "Why?" Well, I said, "Joker, that's a thief right there." 
Then you come around again. I said, watch that jungle. That's a thief right there. <laughs> then you come to me and say, all right, now, I quit stealing. As of the day, I quit stealing. You ain't got to call me no thief no more. And then I watch you and, hey, word on the street is you don't steal no more. You know what? Next time I see you, I don't say, watch that joker. He's a thief. No. You stop. Amen. Well, you stop. I don't call you a thief anymore. But if you continue in your sin, you, you call what you are. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you the truth. You don't have to sit in the condition that you're in. You could do something about it. If you haven't been baptized for the remission of your sins, you can give your life to Christ today. By hearing the gospel. How Jesus bled, suffered, and died. How he laid down his life. On the third day, God raised him up. Conquering sin. Conquering the grave. Conquering death. And through him, we have all our might, our, our power. He sustains us. You believe it with all your heart. Repent of your sins. Confess Christ to be the Son of God. We'll baptize you today for the remission of your sin. And you live faithful unto death. You can do something about it today. Amen. You ain't got to walk out of here mad about what I said. As if that's going to change anything. People leave here every Sunday mad about something. Yeah. You are a member of the church. You say, well, I ain't ain't completely faithful. Why not? You're going to mess around. That door going to close on you. It's going to close on you. And just think about all this time you've you've been hypocritical. All this time you've been faking it. All this time. There you go crying. Let us in. Let me in. No. Just as God closed the door on the ark, the bridegroom going to close the door on the church. And outside of the church, there is no salvation. It's just that simple, folks. Why don't you get it right today? You say, but I, I, I might go back out there and fall back. You know what? Let God help you. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about falling into a pitfall tomorrow. Make it through today. Get through today. This might be all you have. I challenge you to do something about it today. Be looking at me mad, talking up there, calling people fools. I'm just reading the word of God. If you're not making the proper preparations, you know what? It'll leave you in a bad condition. What's our song? 98. I surrender all. 98. I surrender all. Can we sing that? Yes. Now I'm going to ask her again. Can we sing that? 
And you ain't lying. God knows. Let us together sing. Let us sing. Oh, Jesus.